Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today we are recapping episode five of The Bad Batch. So if you haven't seen that, I would go watch it first because we're going to be talking about spoilers and everything. Um, also, I got to say at the top, this is going to be a weird one, guys. Um, for the first time ever, I am missing my right-hand man. So uh, Tommy's not with us today, which means I'm going to have to really pick up my humor. Um we're going to try to be funny here today because he's usually carrying that load. And uh, look, that cro that cross is on my back now. Um, but with that being said, I do have a wonderful guest to fill in for Tommy this week. And uh, look, this is this is this guy. He, he wears many hats, right? He he's a wedding DJ. He's uh, he's a podcast host, the new dad, newer dad podcast and a friend's podcast. that We'll get him to tell us about. Um, and also, you'll never catch him at a Cleveland Browns game. It's Eric Smith. <laughs> How's it going, man? How you doing? I, I mean, I am. I'm happy to carry uh, Tommy's load any day of the week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, we need around here. So, uh, Eric, I really, I, I want to, I kind of want to uh, get your impressions on. Well, first, first and foremost, uh, I'd love to just have you. I, I introduced you, but I'd love to. Uh, I'd love for you to tell everyone else about yourself, um, and maybe talk about like uh, your love for Star Wars, and then what you've been thinking about the Bad Batch. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, you covered a lot. I am, I've been a wedding DJ coming up on 10 years now in Cleveland um, and somehow turned that into like a full blown career, which is insane to me. Um, and yeah, I'm not legally allowed to talk about the Browns. Um, you mentioned that, but you don't have to, we can leave that in. You don't have to cut it. Okay. Um, yeah, Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. I was um, I was the third born, so they didn't really care about what I was watching. So I just watched whatever anybody else was watching. And my siblings were older than me. So my dad would show them Star Wars. And I was born in 83. So I think I, I snuck in there before uh, Return came out. Um, yeah. And it's just, I mean, uh, I was huge into it when I was little. And then, you know, I, I'm not quite as old as Greg. So I wasn't there for the, the actual movies. But Phantom Menace came out and... I won tickets to see it, you know, 8 p.m. the day before it came out. Um, and I've been, you know, been to every movie the day it comes out ever since. Um, my one blind spot has always been these cartoons. And I messaged you about that, you know, last year. Like, hey, where do I start with these these animated series? What do I do? So the Bad Batch is the only one that I've, like, started from the beginning and, like, kept up with. Um I'm going back right now through Clone Wars, I think, and I, I skipped ahead to season seven on that just so I could catch up with the Bad Batch stuff. Yeah, no, and actually, I don't think that's a that's a horrible way to go about it. I mean, I, I would say that um, I have a fear. Thus far, we haven't gotten too many seeds of it, but there has been a lot of Rebels cameos and kind of things setting up that series. So honestly, um, I mean, look, I don't know if you're looking for recommendations at this point, but I feel like this is a great, I mean, maybe not even so much to go back and watch Clone Wars, but this, I feel like this is going to be a great series to hop right into Rebels with. Yeah. And I try and like have Clone Wars on in the background when I'm like, you know, trying to do stuff with the kids. Um, but for some reason, Disney Plus always jumps me back to episode one of the Clone Wars with, um, what is it, Yoda's like trying to meet up with somebody. And for some reason, I just keep watching that episode over and over again. I'm like, I want to see a new episode. Uh, yeah, there is a point there because I, I never was into the Clone Wars at the very beginning. Um, I, I kind of gave it a shot here and there. I watched an episode. Um, but but whenever it was on Netflix, 
there was a couple times where I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this series all the way through. So I too have watched that first episode of Clone Wars, like probably like 30 times um, because I never got through it for so many, uh, so many different chances. So, um, but yeah, I guess I, I'm curious, um, like what, what, has has the bad batch been everything you wanted it to be you know I, I hear a lot of comments online you know and it's really it's become kind of the star wars television format and some people love it and some people hate it um but it the pacing is usually very different in these shows and that and i think we'll talk about it for this episode a little bit um it was a slower episode don't get me wrong i absolutely love this episode it's one of my favorite episodes of the season so far but it didn't do much to advance the story. So I guess I'm kind of interested to hear your perspective on, uh, I guess, the pacing of these shows. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have any expectations. And I normally don't have any expectations for anything I watch. Like, you know, um, just like, you know, you know, I love Survivor. Um, I love Star Wars. You know, I love Friends. And it's like, if I'm getting anything more of any of those things, I'm content. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, like, poo-poo on stuff. Um, you know, there's, there's certain things to complain about, but you know, I, I had no idea what to expect from this and having not seen the clone wars, I didn't even realize until listening to you guys that I needed to go back and like jump ahead in clone wars to like actually see the bad batch. Like they were there. And, and then I started watching, you know, season seven of clone wars with the bad batch. And I'm like, Hey, where's echo. And I was like, I'm going to write this down to ask uh, O'Rear tonight. And then like two episodes later, it's like, Oh, here's echo. We, we got it. Yeah, exactly. So, well, yeah, um, tonight, the, I mean, this episode was like very reminiscent of just The Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, for me, I think some of those complaints about the pacing more so, I, I get a little more offended by them in The Mandalorian. And that's probably because it's a lot shorter of a season and it's, it's on a much bigger scale. So it, each episode feels so important. And then when you feel like you you didn't get exactly what you could have gotten in one of those episodes, it's a lot less. But a series like this, we, this is 16 episodes long, right? Uh, there's a We got a lot of time to kill. So, uh, yeah. And maybe I do hold it to a little bit of a different standard. Um, so I, I really – we'll, we'll also we'll kind of dive into this episode too as we go. Um, because at first and, – and for me uh, – I'm a huge fan of Omega. Uh, I'm interested to hear what you think of Omega, but I, I like this episode a lot because, I mean, from the very beginning, she gets this nice, cool little comms device, and then later on, she gets her own little weapon. So she's kind of like turning into this, uh, she's kind of turning into a bad batcher in, in, in of herself. So uh, I'm really excited to see what her path is. And yeah, I'm kind of curious what you thought of uh, Omega. Can I ask what what is appealing about Omega? I don't, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I'm like, this is, she makes me angry. Like, like the episode before this, like she, she's not young enough to be just chasing after something that took her little toy. Like she's old enough to know better. Is that just like a part of being a clone or what? Like, and, and you, that, that's a wonderful question, right? Um, I, I think for me of all the characters in the show, and we touched on a little bit last week, I, I just feel like Omega stands out a little bit more. I feel like we're, we're really starting like this is like the 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 first step in her like journey towards the star wars universe right yeah. um we kind of get where she came from and for the bad badge they've already had all of these experiences and they've grown up and um we don't even really get to see that we don't get to see their backstory too much um but with omega it's kind of like a clean slate and we're really going on this adventure with her 
And also the accent's really funny. Like, I don't know what that means to anybody else besides me, but uh, yeah. I, I, and also there's a lot of mystery surrounding her. And I feel like we'll get into some stuff this episode that I have some questions with, but I think it's a lot about like, what is looming with Omega? And I think yeah. that's got people excited. I just want to know why I need to care about this girl. And, and that's a very, that's a very valid point. And uh, I, I hope we get there more too. So yeah. like with, you know, with, with Grogu, it was like, you see him and you're like, Oh, well, yeah, I get it. Like the dude's important, but with her, it's like, okay, well, what, wh why do I need to care about this person? And I think this might be the issue with a lot of the stuff in the series thus far. Um, and, and it might have to do a, a little bit with the F word, the filler word, um, because there's a lot of setup and not a lot of payoff. Um, and I, I, I know you've heard the theory about uh, a record's head. That kind of comes up again in this episode. But again, it's just kind of like episode after episode, there's a lot of buildup to these things and we're not really getting answers. And I, and I can see where it would keep somebody from being fully invested. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we really, I, I, I really like this episode just because of the nostalgia factor and we'll get into that, but um, it really, it really advanced nothing. <laughs> it really did. And even, uh, even the reason they were doing the thing that they were doing, like at the end of it, it was like, they didn't get any new information. They got a name and yeah. uh, that, yeah, I, I would have been, uh, look, I'm going to go ahead and jump because we're kind of on the topic. We're going to jump right to the end of the episode here. We'll talk about that. We won't bury the lead, but look, they came out here. They did this entire mission for Sid, right? And and their whole point was to get more information on this bounty hunter and figure out why people are after Omega. They had so many questions and they felt like Sid was the person to do it. So they risked their lives and all they get, I would have been pissed. All they get is, uh, is the name. This is... Uh, it's like, Sid, you could have been like at the very beginning, like, okay, I'll tell you about her. But I mean, I don't know how much it's really going to help. Right. Yeah. Like, tell me that all you can give is the name, but maybe, you know, that's why um, she knew that that wouldn't be enough for them to go and do the thing that she needed done. Yeah, exactly. So Sid is a wild character, um, but uh, we'll, we'll start off at the beginning here. We are going to Ord Mantel, um, and this is a planet Previously in Star Wars before, it's it's been in a lot of the video games, so uh, it's kind of cool to see a little bit more of this planet. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I thought one little cute moment we hear, again, this is a, a little bit of my uh, Omega love uh, blossoming, but we kind of get the three rules for Omega. It's don't wander off, uh, eyes and ears on your surroundings, and only trust your squad. So what, what do you think of these rules? Um, they, you know, I was, I almost wrote them down and I was like, nah, I'll rehearse this. Uh, they were good, but I, I, I mean, she's not going to listen to them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they're good. A, I laughed. I had a good laugh at the beginning when she was, uh, she was playing with her communicator and, uh, she, what did she say? Something like a gold, gold leader. Oh yeah. 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 And, yeah. Uh, it just, it reminded me of American pie too. Do you, I don't know if you, uh, if you're familiar with that very well, but. No. There's a scene where the two guys are like uh, being coaxed into like doing stuff with each other, and uh, they're doing it over like the the woman that's coaxing them has a, a CB radio, right? And it's going out to like all these different frequencies, and they cut to this little kid with a with a walkie-talkie going, "Gold leader, what's your position?" And then it just <laughs> it goes, "I'm touching his ass. I'm touching his ass." I'm touching his ass. <laughs> I just this stupid like American Pie was another one of those things that was like, you know, it, it hit me in high school. So 
you know, that's all I knew. But yes, uh, that was the best part of that movie. <laughs> love, love to hear it. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't pick up on that. So uh, look, uh, glad you're glad you're here Eric, to pick up the slack. So did you did you notice what um, what Wrecker was doing during this conversation? No, I so mean, maybe he, I did, but I, I can't um, remember. He was deadlifting gonky. Oh, yeah. I think I have we've seen him do that before, I believe. I, I guess I wasn't paying that close attention before, but yeah, he was he was in the background just doing doing some heavy squats. <laughs> Wrecker is a wild one, that's for sure. So um but yeah, they, they they show up at this bar and and they're going they're going to meet Sid. Um and uh yeah. Sid she kind of she's playing games with them in the beginning. Um, I don't, I don't. Again, Sid is not making a whole lot of sense to me. Like she, it seems like she's more than willing to help them out, and she understands their benefit when they finally get talking. But she's kind of playing hard to get at first, and I don't know why. There's again, there's no reason for it at all, <laughs> because like literally two minutes later, the girl's like, "You're Sid," and she's like, "Yep." Yeah, it's like, come on. Like you given any like push like come on just a little bit more payoff on that yeah like, exactly. have get mad at them or something or have them like think someone else is said yeah yeah uh, I, I, <laughs> in hindsight like in the moment i was just kind of like i'm taking notes but now that i'm reading this i'm like this was a ridiculous this is really ridiculous um and do you i i recognize the voice right away did you know the voice you might be uh, a little too young to no. know the voice no so that's uh i'm pretty sure it's ria perlman uh, who played you're, school, you're schooling me today. Carla in Cheers, and she's Danny DeVito's wife. Um, she was in Matilda. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Oh, I thought, I mean, they did a great job. I thought, I mean, uh, obviously Sid kind of, she's running these people in circles, right? She, she kind of leaves them off. She's like, she's playing hard to get the beginning. And then she has very little information at the end. But with that being said, I still really liked this character. So it was a lot of fun. Sid was fun. I like Sid. Yes, she was in the the CD underbelly, is what my notes were. Yes, of, of whatever planet that what planet was it that we were on? Ordmantel. Yeah. How how did these um how does this ship keep getting like um, docking bays? Uh, that's they, a good question. They're like, they're like universal outlaws, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I you're asking good questions. I, I I'm really not sure. That's uh um. Like they just plop down in docking bays with seemingly no issues. You know, maybe last week they the guy you know uh, held him over the coals, but you know this time they're just like, hey, we're here. Well, yeah. I know they're and, and they uh, yeah, I feel like I should I should know this, but I, I feel like there might have been because we've had so much conversation with the chain codes, and I said last week that it, it really bored me. Um, yeah. But but the chain codes will apply to money. They will apply to ships. They apply to a lot of different things. Apply to people. So. I feel like there might have been a comment at some point about how they fixed their chain code to make this work. So, um, mm. actually, I think that's what happened last episode. That would have been last episode, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I assume that's how they cover their ship. Now, the next question is uh, when they're kind of roaming around in their clone armor. You know, does that raise any red flags? So, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so an, a comment from Sid here, which again we're gonna we're gonna go into the Omega stuff, but uh, it, it's these little comments that keep coming up. Uh, she says that uh, Omega's the smart one, which uh, yeah, I mean, and, and also Omega was the one who figured out 
that said was said. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like this stuff isn't a coincidence. Like she's got to have, there's got to be more to her. Do you think she's force sensitive, Eric? It's, I feel like we would, we would have seen more by now if she was force sensitive, but, but what else would it be? Like she's she's not just like super intuitive. I think the the and I guess that the intuitive part is probably the most confusing. But a lot of her like how she's good with weapons, she's good with tracking. I I think a lot of the th the biggest theory that I've heard is just the fact that she's all of the bad batchers in one. But again, that doesn't explain like how she can read people so well. Like there's no bad batcher for that, or maybe that's her skill. Maybe she is just a clone, and that's her a mutated clone, and that's her special skill. So. Who knows? And there was there was no other like clone girls like her from Camino, right? Yeah, that, that, that's. I mean, there's none that look. I mean, first and foremost, throughout all of Star Wars, we've never seen mutated clones besides the Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. um, so that we definitely haven't seen any any uh, lady clones. So, yeah, weird <laughs> stuff. Something weird's going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're, they're yeah, talking. You think have like everybody's like mutation or something that at some point she'd be lifting something over her head or right that's true like. that's true she should uh she should have some record skill in she there. should be she should be deadlifting gonky as well <laughs> she should have fought that rancor <laughs> Boiler. <laughs> yeah right oops um but uh, yeah sp speaking of uh what well, we don't know who uh who that is just yet but we're going on a rescue mission to get Moochie. Sid kind of explains all this. She is is willing to trade her information for this job. It's a rescue mission for a person named a, a kid named Moochie. Which again, um, I mean, not to uh, jump too far ahead, but look, uh, limiting information here, Sid. <laughs> what? Well, wouldn't that be important info? Like you want them to be if they you want them to be successful, they need all the information possible. <laughs> Sid's just playing games. Pull it together. Like what? What do you think these guys are going to do? Four guys are going to walk in there and pull out. You know, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Uchi, uh, I don't, did you? You saw all this coming, right? I actually didn't, and that's why I said that I did like this episode. Um, and we're talking about uh, Muchi, right? Yeah, like like when they got to wherever the Zargarians were, and they saw the green people. Yeah. And they just were like, "That there's the kid." I was like. Obviously, that's not the kid because we didn't hear that person say I'm Muchi. I was like, there's, there's no way in hell that's the person they're they're saving. I mean, I just because there were it wasn't like a large group of people. Like mm. it was it, it, from that point when they were looking at them, all that we saw was the kid and the dad. So yeah. for me, it was like, what other option do we have? And then mm. by the time that they later introduced the Rancor, I'm not at that point. I'm no longer questioning who Muchi really is. Does that make sense? So mm -hmm. uh, I, I've already accepted the fact that this kid is Muchi and, uh, and now this rancor is just a twist in their, their attempts to save Muchi. So I, yeah, I didn't see it coming. Oh, I don't know okay. if I'm foolish. Okay. Well, there's, there's something else that, cause I like, I was on top of everything. Like every time something like little would happen, I was like, I know this, what's happening right now. <laughs> um, but uh, the Zargarians, we've never seen the Zargarians before, right? The Zargarians, um, yeah, they have been in Clone Wars, I okay. believe. So uh, I can't even remember the episode, but I know I've seen them and I know the name. So, Did they always have those weird like flying monkey lizard things? The I don't remember the flying monkey lizards, no. 
No. So um, I don't know where that came from. They look a lot like uh, Steppenwolf from the, uh, the Zargarians do. Yes, I that that uh I follow that. I like that. That uh, that makes sense to me. So, I was gonna call them furries, but Fur- <laughs> were they are they furry? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it, I, I it's hard to tell it. with the the animation style if someone yeah, thinks furry or not. That's true. <laughs> Maybe they're not furry. <laughs> um, but, but but they could be into that. Exactly. When and that's fine. It's fine with me. I welcome furries. This is a furry-friendly podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, but okay. So we're we're headed. Uh, we'll we'll kind of hop back on the rails here. We're headed back to. We're going to this the ruins of an old city. This is when we get Riker's head hurting again. Whatever. We'll come back to that at some point. I didn't even uh, catch that. Did that happen again? Yeah, he just he's like uh, Hunter was talking to him. And he just starts rubbing his head, and then he just like stands up. And he's like, "My head hurts," and walks away, and that was it. Okay. So. So, yeah. so they're setting something up. Yeah, something's coming. Something's coming with that. Um, so another part that I really liked about this scene, kind of like their transit to uh, to save Moochie here, um, Omega's asking about like what a slave is, and, and the clones are kind of explaining that to them. And I thought it was interesting like because their definition of slaves is basically what the clones were. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a nice little parallel. Yeah, where where does where does the clones' like moral compass come from? And, and that's actually, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like some of the best stuff in the Clone Wars, it doesn't have to do with the clones. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, there is a lot of good content in there, and a lot of it is like those morality questions with them, and like and, and like a lot about their individuality, and mm-hmm. like uh, it's really like a crazy psycho experience that they're going through mm. and i actually think the clone war cycles it really well so uh yeah i don't know it's difficult because they i mean they're growing up all, and again just like omega's kind of experiencing this whole new world the clones kind of experience people for the first time because everybody around them is basically themselves so it's yeah it's a wild experience it's it's crazy yeah because it's it's tech right that's like um you know we have to stop slave trading, but then it's like, well, five episodes, you guys just barely didn't kill an entire like innocent village. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah. Like, most of you were on board for that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. So, and again, that's kind of like uh, uh, the whole crosshair issue. So, um, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so they, uh, that they show up here. This is when they're kind of uh, they're looking through their binoculars. They 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 see Moochie, and uh, we're also kind of we also get like it's almost like a little bit of like a monster movie in this scene. We're kind of seeing like that tail whipping around quickly, and uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, I, I like how that all that was edited and played. So I don't know if the monster really like uh, I think the monster probably I mean I call it a monster, but um, it wasn't even really a monster. It was more like just like a mount. So. Yeah, I thought it could have been scarier. Someone's steed. Exactly. Um, another cool, yeah. Well, and it, it ends up attacking them, and then this is also when they're kind of ambushed by these guys, and and they have these cool electro. Uh, uh, I, I wrote down electro bows. I don't know if that's their official name, but I really like those things. So light whips. Yes, light whips too. So uh, uh, electro bows and light whips, and 
Omega Omega kind of gets her hands on one of these too. So that's uh again, she's kind of like becoming a warrior in her own. So again, we're just we're just on her journey with her, right? So it's cool. yeah, I mean everything stuff, everyone learning about slave trading and exactly. Um, so we cut back to Sid here, and Sid is talking to uh, who we later find out to be Bib uh, Fortuna. And I, I don't know why I, and maybe this is where I should have picked it up because I was I, I wasn't positive it was Bib Fortuna, but because they only show the mouth, and I <laughs> thought the mouth at the time I was like, that's probably Bib Fortuna. It kind of looks like Bib Fortuna. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I don't know. And then the Rancor shows up later and I didn't put together. So maybe that's where I probably should have yeah. made that connection. That's where I have in my notes, Bib Fortuna, no question, as I was watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I knew it because the the dialect yes. and then his fingers, like you could see his fingers that's hanging true. down. He had those big, long, like gross nails. Um, I was like, oh, this is Bib Fortuna for sure. So yeah. we're trying to get somebody back to, to Jabba. Yeah. And this is interesting. Um kind of talking about the Mandalorian and uh, the upcoming uh, book of Boba Fett TV show. I, I don't know. I think they kind of fallen in love with Bib Fortuna again, because here he is in like two separate shows. And I think we're going to see more of him. So I don't, I don't think we're going to see more of him. Right. Oh, <laughs> I guess that's, that is fair. Pretty that sure is, he was murdered. He, he was. murdered. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that uh, final shot. So <laughs> maybe he gets like mounted on the wall, like, uh, you know, Han Solo and Carbonite. That's uh, yeah. I was picturing just the head, the head, and like a a jar of like formaldehyde stuff behind him, like Walking Dead style. Yeah, he's in a back to tank, just the head. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, so we at this point we uh, I forgot to mention before all this, they asked Omega to stay at the ship. So we come back to Omega here at this point. Uh, she's she's talking to the droid. She turns the stormtrooper doll into a bad bad shawl. I thought that was precious. Oh, I didn't even notice that either. Oh yeah, yeah. She kind of well, she she calls it out. She's uh, I guess that's what she was doing in there. She was just kind of uh, doodling on the doll, and she turned around. I was like, yeah, I, he's a bad batcher. Oh. I'm gonna have to work on the accent. What was I doing? I must have been uh, writing stuff down. And it was, again, this was very brief. So yeah. uh, I cannot blame you for missing that. But that, I mean. We kind of, at this point, uh, I mean, basically the bad guys show up immediately. Um, Omega's hiding, and then uh, she escapes, which again, just uh, super smart kid, kind of uh, measling her way through all this. So, yeah. how did did they show how she got out of there? Uh, away, didn't they? Well, they sh- they show her hiding, and then we see the outside of the ship, and she kind of slides through, oh. whether it be like a vent or a hatch of some sort. So. Uh, yeah, we didn't exactly see the full transition, but she does get outside, um, and she sees that her friends are captured. So, yeah, they got to do something about that. Um, but uh, yeah, they have all kind of. We'll get back to these guys captured here, but yeah, because we have the the electro bow, the electro whip, and now we have electro cuffs. So they're they're tied up here in the cuffs, and uh, yeah, Omega's kind of like sneaking up, and uh, she's going to. Uh, She's gonna help. Well, I guess at this at this point she's uh okay. Well, she's still first, down, right. The leader, the leader of the Zargarians comes down, right? Yes, yes. And at this point, he's yeah. This is where he he threatens them with his pet, and uh, this is again kind of foreshadowing our little rancor here. Um, but uh, I guess Omega sees it as well, and uh, she's about to let it loose, 
and then the guards catch her, but then we find out that she actually did open. So this is this is what like when she when she got on the the cage, and she saw something moving in it. Yes, I was like Rancor. <laughs> yeah, I, I at this point I did know it was a, a Rancor. This is a Rancor. This is yeah. Mooty. This is what they need to get back to Jabba Hut. You were way way ahead of me on the Mooty thing. So uh, yeah, here I am falling for the tricks of a child's TV show. So. Right. <laughs> Love to see it. Um, but yeah, so and Mooty, uh, Mooty's ugly, right? Uh, I don't think the I don't like. Uh, there's like a meme that goes around. There's like a baby. Oh, really? I, I want baby Rancor merch. <laughs> I was going to say like almost any other Star Wars character is kind of cute when they're a baby, but not this one. No, give me a, a, a mellow. What are those things called? The the mellow pillow things? <laughs> oh, I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what they're called. They're like those, those big squishy ones. Give me yeah, a, a moochie, mushmallow, whatever it is. I mean, they don't necessarily look much different than uh, a grown-up one. So I guess maybe that's my thing. It's like, I don't know. I don't know that they like... I think they could have done the eyes bigger. I think that's the big thing. Because Baby Yoda, like, that's the big difference. The much bigger eyes. And yeah, that would cute. make it a little bit more adorable, like a, a Puss in Boots type deal. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they, they let the right card out. It's, it's, it's causing chaos. And... Um, this is when this is when we find out. This is the big reveal. Omega is talking to the kids, saying, "We're gonna get you out of here." And the dad's like, uh, "No, uh, oh, look over here." Moochie. That's Moochie. That's Moochie. I was my mind was blown. I like, can't I, believe I, that. I can't believe. I was totally that. blindsided. Any of that. I was like, "Wow, what a smart twist." <laughs> I'm foolish. Um, but yes, they. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a, anything stand. They, they're all fighting at this point. Uh, I don't know if anything uh, stands out to you in all of this madness. Not really. Just a, just a lot of fighting. Yeah. Um, they, they set those other three people free. Yes. And yes. what? Nothing happens until like we get to like the the wrecker v Muchi part, right? Yeah. That, I mean, that's that was the next thing I was going to talk about. Again, we get. Uh, I, I have to call out. Omega gets this bow, and I'm uh, look. I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. I think we will see more of it. That's her weapon now. So, but yeah, uh, Wrecker versus uh, Wrecker versus Rancor. This was fun. It was good, and we learned that the Rancors have a like a whole like social structure, like yeah. hierarchy, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, um, I'm I'm curious to hear what like I don't know if this is like interesting to people right like I, I don't know because I think a lot of the complaint I mean obviously there's so many complaints around the prequels where it's like we just didn't need like the setup for a lot of the stuff and again I, this might be kind of retreading that territory where it's like do we really need like do we need to know more about the Rancors or can they just be a cool scary monster? I think so. I I hope we see some more of Moochie later. Some Moochie standalone episodes. We wouldn't we wouldn't name it Moochie if it's not coming back, right? Yes, exactly. You can't just throw that name out. It's gonna be the story of uh, Omega and Moochie. So. Oh, you know what? Moochie's gonna be no, because that's afterwards. So I was gonna say maybe Moochie's in uh, the Boba Fett series, but yeah, maybe yeah. maybe we'll get a backstory on. Moochie. Well, actually, I read that this is actually not the same Rancor. So, um, and I guess I'm curious the one that we see in the, the originals. I don't know. 
I guess the question is how fast do they age? And if if Mucci was already much younger and you know, it kinda hey, I'm not ruling it out. I did I did a deep dive on on Rancors. And, this year. Um, did you? Because people were up in arms like like getting mad at other people who said that this was, you know, Jabba's Rancor in the, the movies. Yeah. Um that one was named Pasita or Patisa. And it was actually a, a, a male Rancor, and Muchi is a female, I believe. Or is it the other way around? No, that's uh, right. That's Muchi right. is a female, yeah. So. yeah. And, and Pasita is a male. I guess that's my question. Why didn't they get full force, and why, why did they need a separate Rancor? Again, I guess they have to like explain. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Well, people are concerned if um, Filoni is like just ret- retconning the Rancor. Uh I don't know if Floney would do that. Yeah. He but doesn't also, do that much. Like, where did that canon come from that the thing's name is Patisa? Is that like a comic book or something? I feel like it is muttered in the movie. You think so? Maybe not. Maybe not. I I, I feel like... Um, I don't know. That's, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I, I thought that... Because, because when I heard... After this episode was over, I mean, I was not sure. I had no idea if this was the same one, so I, I, I looked it up. And uh, obviously I didn't take any notes on what I read because I do not remember at all. But with that being said, I don't he, was a, he was a birthday gift from Bib Fortuna. There you go. It's a job of the hut. We'll have to get that Bib Fortuna comic book, I guess. Oh man, there's a lot of info on Patisa. <laughs> uh, the Star Wars universe can get very convoluted, so it does not surprise me at all. Um, but yeah, uh, Back to the episode. Um, yeah, so I they're, they're fighting. Uh, poor Almuchi tires out. Wrecker Wrecker wins this one, and uh, yeah, this is when they 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 bring Muchi back, and this is when we get uh, for the stupid idiots who who denied it or didn't fully believe it. Biff Fortuna shows up, and uh, yeah, this is uh, this is this is all this is all fun again. And Omega was literally riding Moochie. Yeah, that's, yeah. I kind of again. I would like to see this uh, Omega Moochie spinoff show. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> or maybe like Moochie and Wrecker, like buddy, buddy, like cop comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because now like Moochie's just a total beta to to Wrecker. So they they did the they did the trade off here, and uh, this is when Sid is finally ready to reveal basically nothing. Um, I guess I guess Sid does pay them. Maybe she realizes that uh, look that kind of this I basically gave you nothing. So here's some credits too. But yeah, but what she tells them it's Finnick Shand, a new bounty hunter on the scene, and that's all we really know. So thanks for nothing, Sid. Yeah, I didn't even realize this was Fennec from um, The Mandalorian until like the, right at the end. Like, I know you guys were talking about it, and I, I had no idea who the person was that we were leading up to. But it's a nice, like, I, I like tying all that together because otherwise it's like, who, well, who cares about this Fennec person from Mandalorian that much? But now she has more of a story. Yeah, and um, I, I'm interested to hear your take on this because again i mean this is the same i mean it's the prequel issue you know do, do we need rancor backstory do we need uh darth vader backstory right and i mean i guess this again like the whole thing is star wars rhymes right 
they're constantly kind of they're going back and re-exploring these stories. So I guess for me and, and the things that I like in movies and television, I really do like a linear story. I'm not a big fan of flashbacks. And frankly, I'm, I'm typically, I mean, I love Star Wars. I even love the Star Wars prequels. I'm, I will defend two of them a lot. Um, but uh, the, the latter two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite two. I don't know. The first one. Yeah. Well, but with that being said, uh, I'm typically not a big fan of prequels, so I guess I'm just curious. Like, do you like when they go back and like we're getting Phoenix? I mean, I guess you kind of said you like that we're getting Phoenix backstory, but it, I mean, it really depends on on what it is, like yeah. if, if I care about it or not. Um, I feel like they're just doing like Fennec because she's probably going to be around for a lot more. Like these guys, like you know, unfortunately, the Bad Batch is not going to be around. Like, they, can they do a, a second season of this? Like, right. they're going to be gone because we don't see them at any other point. Well, that's what people said about Ahsoka. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess you can never rule anything out. Uh, I mean, aren't these guys still aging pretty quickly? That That is true, too. Um, and But this is, we kind of, I mean, this is where things kind of get problematic with, like, how the clones work because technically Boba Fett is a clone, right? Mm. So, but I, I would say that he doesn't have that rapid aging that the clones do. Now, I think I, I don't know if this is ever really explored, but if I had to guess, it's probably more so they they are rapidly aging as kids until they're full grown adults, and then they from there kind of mature more normally. Yeah, I, I don't really know, but you're right. Um, yeah. These, I mean, these guys aren't long for the Star Wars universe. I yes. Think. But the question is, I, I, I don't know. I'm just so skeptical. We've talked about this before. Dave Filoni is really bad at getting rid of his characters. He likes to leave these stories open-ended. And, uh, and and the thing is, it's not like other people are picking it up and finishing it for him. He's going to come back and finish the story somehow if he doesn't finish it now, right? Yeah, because um, if someone else comes in and like tries to do something with it. We, I mean, we, we all see how that goes. Like it's really just a series of trying to fix previous mistakes and it, it doesn't turn out well, you know, at least from, you know, opinions on the internet. Right. And I guess the closest thing we have to compare to is Ahsoka moving on to the Mandalorian, which uh, Dave, uh, Dave Filoni still had a huge hand in that pie, but uh, it was still kind of John Favreau's baby. So um, that's the only time we really see other creators pick up his characters. So, Again, I just, I don't know. I, I would like, I would like this to be like a full arc for these characters. I would like it. I'm, I mean, I don't want to say I want to see them die, right? But um, I, I don't want to wonder what has happened to the Bad Batch for right. like five years, kind of like we did with Ahsoka. So, yeah, I, I think whatever we do, I mean, he's going to see these guys in, to the end, and they're going to go out doing something heroic. Um, but. I, I don't think they're going to be able to cross over into some other, you know, property that they're doing. Right. So, um, yeah, th there you have it. Um, that's kind of, that's the end of our, our episode here. Um, oh, well, one more thing. I, I think maybe you're probably going to say it too, but uh, we're, we, <laughs> we leave on a very ominous message from Sid that she's very good about keeping secrets. Mm. I mean, and it was like, there's a lot of uh, emphasis on that. And it was almost like, uh, I, I don't think she's gonna keep a secret. Yeah, you're you're good at keeping secrets from from us when we were trying to do a job. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but, I, but I had a question about them, like just letting Moochie go. What What did they think was going to happen to Moochie? Yeah, it's not good because we're talking about slaves, and I I mean, look, if there is like this, if if they're not like, if these rancors really are like more than cattle, right? Yeah, they have um, a social hierarchy. Exactly. Let them go like, oh, here, someone else put this thing in chains. Like, how is that any different? All this talk about slaves and clones and like finding your own identity. Yeah, they just they yeah, were like, willing to give. See give you later, Muchi. Have fun in your cage, your other cage. Yeah. Um, Once again, Star Wars PETA is going to have issues. <laughs> I guess at least they freed the other three people, unless those were like terrible people. Yeah, I, I think they're just being super selfish here. It's all about Omega. So, whatever they can do. Yeah. Um, also, the, the, the Zargarians have Russian accents. Um, <laughs> Sid has like a thick New York accent. Omega's are, like it's New Zealand. Like, does anybody ever address where these people are coming up with accents? Um, no. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it I mean, we will see like kind of that stuff again, like the New Zealand accent um, is always there in a hint of the clones in general. Mm -hmm. It's never as strong as Omega's. And you kind of see that throughout. Uh, honestly, I mean, this is fair to talk about um, the uh, the separatists, the alien race that was in charge of the, the separatists. And I don't know their names, but they had a very racist Asian accent, mm -hmm. it felt mm -hmm. like. So uh <laughs> Again, there's another uh, strike against my least favorite prequel movie, but um, yeah, they seem to be consistent with the accents, but yeah, they don't. I guess there's no real explanation. So yeah, this this kind of thing that happens in like uh, low rent like Russian cartoons or Japanese Chinese cartoons that come over here to like Netflix, and then they get like all new um, voice casts, and then each animal has like some crazy accent. And it makes me so mad. I don't know why, but it's like every dachshund doesn't need to have like a German accent. And I don't know. Just uh, things that make me mad, you know. This is a side note. Um, but Mayfield from The Mandalorian, who Bill Burr has a very strong Boston accent, and he doesn't really he doesn't really hide it in the show. But what's really funny, and I don't I I, I kinda wanna look this up now, but I, I saw at least it was a meme that I saw, uh, or maybe it was a screenshot of Wikipedia, but it says his home planet is Space Boston. So, yeah. So, I kind of do want to look this up now, actually. It is from Space Queens. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm not seeing Space Boston in here. <laughs> you just made it up. I mean, I, it, that's how I was like. It's either like an edited meme or... I mean, it's a, it's a PDF, so somebody very well could have gone in there and edited it for a second and uh, took a screenshot, so... Yeah, it looks like Space Boston is gone, but I feel it comes up when you Google it. Oh, okay, but I'm taking that as canon at this point. Uh, meme or not, that's canon to me now. Space Boston's a thing. I'm happy to have it. So, um, Eric, do you have anything else on this episode? Not really. There wasn't. There wasn't a lot. It was like very just straightforward. Like do this and you get this, and like it, it followed that Mandalorian formula. Yeah. Uh, the payoff was like really, really not, not worth what they went through. Yeah. 
I'm kind of curious though. I, I want to get your thoughts on because we haven't talked too much about like where we think. Like, I mean, obviously there's a lot of threads here. Omega's kind of suspicious. Record has a bruised brain, I guess. Um, what? What? Do you have any predictions uh, as to where this is going? Not at all. Not even a little bit. Like I don't. I don't spend time like thinking about it extra. You know, besides Moochie and, and Baby Rancors. Um, I have no idea. Like who? Like my biggest question right now is like, okay, who's who's Finnick working for? Yeah, yeah, and, and again, I feel like uh, touching on it before. It's just hard to imagine it's any anything besides the Cam and Owens. So, um, do they they want her back that bad? Again, I I think the only reason they would want that is their realization that they need a new source to clone. Why? <laughs> they have a massive facility. Why would they only make one of these things? That <laughs> and they like she was a medical person or like whatever she yeah. was doing. Like if she's like helping like medically heal clones, well, one of she can't do it all by herself. There's like hundreds and thousands of clones there. Like make a few more of these things. Yeah. Maybe she has the the you know the Jedi healing power. Um could we get, be getting um Werner Herzog's character back. Uh, that that's a character I would be down to uh, get more backstory on because, uh, yeah, I mean I would never deny Herzog. I, I just want to hear Werner Herzog, and like even if we have to get like a, a Paul F. Tompkins to do the voice for it, I, I'd be I'd be more than down for that. Yeah, yeah, he can come back and like reprise the role. He could be a Rancor, and I wouldn't be mad. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, that, that, that kind of takes us to the end of the episode. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of move into uh, some recommendations here, Eric. Uh, I, I, know, I know you've been listening to the podcast. I'm sure that you have come equipped with something to leave the audience with this week. Do you have anything for us? Um, I got a couple things that I haven't, I haven't seen yet, but I'm looking forward to just because they're coming out like, like today or in a couple days. But um uh, a Quiet Place 2 I'm really looking forward to. Um, me and my wife got real heavy into John Krasinski you know, in during the pandemic, and we went through a week where we only watched John Krasinski stuff, starting with A Quiet Place. Um, you know, We went through the whole Jack Ryan series. Um, but, Did you yeah. like it? Did you like Jack Ryan? Oh, yeah, it was great. I watched the first couple episodes, and I wasn't immediately hooked, but I've only heard good things. So Yeah, no, it, if you keep watching, it, it gets very, very good. Gotcha. Um, and he was actually, he was in Cleveland this week doing like a screening of a quarter of a mile from my office. And I didn't know until it was too late. Oh no. Um, no, I'm really excited about quiet place too. Um, I have, we have some, uh, friends coming to stay with us this weekend and I, I'm trying to f- finesse a way to go see this movie somehow while while having company for the weekend. So we'll we'll see. We'll get back to you. Maybe that's my recommendation for next week. We'll see. Yeah, and this like that's a babysitter worthy like thing to go do for exactly, sure. Exactly. I'm right there with you. Um, unfortunately, the last time we got a babysitter and went to watch a movie, it was my wife picked Aquaman, and that was just oh my god, what a disaster that thing was. I mean, look, I know we have DC fans that listen to this. Um, I don't want to offend anybody, but with that being said, Aquaman is one of the better ones. I no, it was you don't just, think so? No, it was just an explosion of like Lisa Frank notebooks. <laughs> I mean, it's still not good. Like, it's not a great movie, but I, I don't love Man of Steel or Justice League or Batman versus Superman. So yeah. 
Uh, Aquaman looked pretty good comparatively. I mean, I'll, I'll watch a Batman versus Superman and the, you know, the new justice league, I'm not going to spend another four hours on it, but you know, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I'm not that big into the DC universe. Gotcha. At least not the one they got going on right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, what else you got? Anything uh, else? June, I think June 1st, uh, Bo Burnham's next, uh, special comes out on Netflix, I think, and maybe YouTube. I'm not sure. Um, but he did like a, a pandemic special in his house, I think. And he's, I mean, he's just a comedic genius. If you don't know Bo Burnham, go watch everything he's ever done. Um, I was very into Bo Burnham when I was in like high school. I, I would have his music on my iPod. Um, well, you're, you're like the same age as him. I'm, you know, 10 years older. Yeah. So yeah, I, I grew up with, and I feel like in high, like I watched his stand up that he did on Netflix a few years back and I, I wasn't, I didn't love it as mm -hmm. much as, um, as I did his older stuff. And and now I don't know that his older stuff is aged as well. With that being said, I really like Bo Burnham as an actor. So he's in yeah. uh, uh, a pro promising he, young woman and he's very good. Yeah. He's super aware of like, you know, I mean, he's not to use the word woke cause that's not a word that anybody uses anymore, but like he, he, if anybody, knows that some of the stuff that he did before you know might not be cool to do right now that he knows it and right. like uh, that's why i'm really excited to see this because it's going to be along the same lines as like a Chappelle special where it's like he's going to have a commentary on what's happening right now um but i just i have a feeling he's gonna like this is it like he's gonna blow up now because he's been in those movies um what was the what was the one that he did the uh, eighth grade oh yeah yeah exactly yeah great um, great minute you know, to be in a, a best picture nominated movie, like this, this has to be his time to like finally blow up. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I, I'm, I'm on board. I'm definitely watching it. So don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, I've got a recommendation and this is, I, I'm not typically super into like the docu series. Like sometimes they can be good. Usually my issue with the documentary series is they're, they tend to be too long. Like, a lot of them, it's like, okay, this could have just been a documentary. You didn't need to do like 10 episodes on this. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, I, I think I found the perfect documentary series because it's only three episodes long, not too long, and they have just the right amount of stuff in it. It's called Sasquatch. Do you know about this? I, I've seen it on my Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, it's actually on Hulu, uh, but Hulu, yeah. yeah. And I, I know what people are thinking when you, you hear Sasquatch. It's So I'll, I'll give you the setup. Basically... It's this investigative journalist who he hears about a it's basically a story that people were telling about three men that were killed by Bigfoot on a marijuana farm. And he heard it from multiple different sources. And he's basically like, all right, it's time for me to get to the bottom of this and figure out what really happened. Um, and I, I know people might be skeptical of like the hunting Bigfoot shows or whatever, but and there is a little bit of there's a lot of like information and backstory on like the area and the people that believe in Bigfoot, but it's also like he's coming at it from like a realistic standpoint of where like okay this might not have been Bigfoot, so what else what could have happened to these people? And his kind of journey down that rabbit hole is very interesting and also very frightening. It gets into obviously they're on a, a, a marijuana farm and this was like in the 90s, so uh, it wasn't legal. It was very sketchy. There's a lot of sketchy stuff going on. And he's kind of like diving into the criminal underbelly of all this stuff. So it's a very interesting documentary series. And uh, yeah, that's my, my recommendation. And this is something where like, he like gets himself like 
in the middle of the story, right? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I think this is a guy like he's done like stuff with like embedded himself in like the KKK and stuff like that. Yes, he's done. And he even goes into that, that a little bit. Um, he talks about he I don't want to spoil too much, but he talks about some other stuff that he's done that's like very personal to him. So it's very interesting to hear about this character and uh, kind of where he goes and all, everything. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to say too much. That's, that's all yeah. I could say at this point. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I highly, highly recommend that series. Mm. So let's check it out. Um, uh, let me. How how in tune are you with the Marvel stuff, Eric? Like uh, I feel like I've never really heard. Like, are you uh, are you a diehard I, Marvel fan? I love the Marvel stuff. Like, I never, yeah. like I, I never got into like comics or anything. I had like a like a, a year period where my grandma was buying me like X Men comics in the nineties. But that's as far into like the comic book stuff I got. But man, once it comes to movies, like I'm I'm all in on the Marvel universe. And me and my wife just did like a like a mini rewatch over the last two weeks. Like she started like just one night. She's like, I want to watch Iron Man. So we we started with Iron Man. We did all the Iron Man. Um, I think we then skipped to like Captain America's, but Winter Soldier, not the not the first one. Um, yeah, and then the Civil War and. Um, I think we did all the Avengers as well because she never, um, she never got into or watched the Infinity War saga. Well, I, I I'm gonna kind of blindsided here with this one because I said we, we weren't gonna do any news, and actually, I'd like to. I, I, I'm kind of curious. I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you about it. Yeah, there is there is one news story that I want to talk about. Um, and uh, Tommy, if you're listening, uh, this is this is my pitch to you because I, I do I want to. Because I, the reason I did want to do news this week is I did want to talk to Tommy, and I, I think I want to reshape our news segment a little bit. Um, I, I think we just strictly because there's a million news podcasts out there for entertainment and nerdy stuff, and, and if you want to go find that stuff, they're going to do a much better job than we do. I recommend Slash Film Daily; it's a great podcast. With that being said, I, I think we're totally in the realms to talk about some Star Wars and Marvel stuff. And there was a new series announced, and I, I thought it was really interesting how it was announced. It sounds like it was accidentally leaked. Um, I'm I'm really afraid to pronounce this character's name wrong. Is it o- okay? O- Okoy. Okay, hold on, because you're you're talking about something that I was going to ask you something about something else. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let me let me let me say this real real quick. Um, Denaiga Marvel thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Denai Granera, who plays uh, Okoy. And the Black Panther is getting an origin story series. And this was a story that came out from the Hollywood Reporter, but it came out a weird way because it was like a separate article. And they mentioned that this was going to be a thing, but I don't think that they were supposed to say it. Um, So it was interesting how it came out, but I believe it's confirmed now that uh, we are getting... And and there had been rumors of like a Wakanda TV TV series already. So it's interesting that this is going to be the one. But um, I mean, this looks like exactly like something like Tommy and I would be recapping. So I felt like it was a good thing to bring up here. But Eric, I'm curious. It sounds like you, uh, you know, something must have gone over my head this week. No, I'm sure it didn't go over your head. I was just curious about what you thought about, because I I don't know anything about them. Um, The the Eternals trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Marvel is in this place now where they're more willing to do different types of things. Um, I feel like visually this, it's, it kind of looked like more of the same, but I don't know something about this trailer. It just, it felt fresh to me. 
Um, and again, also, I don't know a whole lot about the Eternals. Um, I, I feel like it, there's a moment in the trailer where they kind of uh, briefly explain why they are just now showing up or, or why they haven't shown up before. Right. Um, which, again, that uh, that's just that. It's, it's them kind of exp- explaining why these characters are just now being introduced. But um, I think the cast is absolutely incredible. Uh, that That's probably what I'm most excited about. And I, I also think that Marvel has done a good job, obviously, with these like uh, these intergalactic team up, obviously, with like the Guardians of the Galaxy. So um, I, I don't know a whole lot about the Eternals, but I am super stoked about it. What do you yeah. think? I mean, when they when they first announced that Camille and Johnny was going to be in it, I was just like, oh, well, this is going to be amazing. Good night. Uh, yes, sir. I, you know, I started listening to podcasts you know, 12 years ago, and it was just comedy podcasts. And, you know, Camille was on like every other one. Um, so to see him like come up the way he has has been has been really awesome. And now he's super jacked, too. Yeah, he's got like some incredible. He, he took that. uh he took whatever that secret Marvel uh, training program is because uh, whatever Chris Pratt went through to like buff up, like they all, they all like they get into Marvel movie and then they're just ripped. So yeah, here's a fun little tidbit for you. I don't think I ever told you this. I, um, I DJed the winter soldier rap party in Cleveland. Whoa, that is very, uh, that is awesome. So oh. like, like captain America, so Anthony Anthony Mackie stole my microphone. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I need I need yes. Tell us all about this. Like the crew wasn't dancing, and like I was playing music, but the crew was just like I think they were a little bit shy. So Anthony Mackie's like, "Where's your microphone? Give me your microphone." And he's like, "Get get something like really high energy going." And then he's like, "Come on, guys, we we just finished this awesome movie. Let's get dancing." And then I heard like uh, halfway through the night that uh, that Chris Evans had driven over. And this is a part of Cleveland called the Flats, and it's down by uh, like the Cuyahoga River. And the parking lot to where we were is a private parking lot, and you have to go through a gate to park. The parking lot was full. They didn't let Chris Evans in to go to the <laughs> Captain America. What? And and he he was just like, apparently he didn't even like bother. He's just like, I'm out of here. Like I don't I don't want to deal with this. I'm gone. I mean, he's probably showing up just to be nice to begin with. And he's like, look, I'm not going through all this. This is too yeah. much. <laughs> and at, at that time, like, I didn't know who Sebastian Stan was. So I wasn't even looking for him. And I, I don't know if um, I don't know if Scarlett was still around at that time or not, or she wrapped before that. Wow. This is wild. So you never got your bike coming back. No, no, he, I mean, he took it and ran around oh. the place and then came back and gave it to me. When you say stole it, I was like, he took it all. Oh, no, like, oh, shit, this is nice. Like, he just stuck it in his jacket pocket or something. I would have, I would have tweeted him by now if he did. <laughs> I was like, but at the same time, it's like, how could you, you couldn't even like be that mad. Like, even if it, like, I, I would, if he just took a, I mean, come take my computer. Like, I mean, they're, cool. they're cheap microphones. I mean, they'd yeah. be out, out like 350 bucks. But there you go. <laughs> All right, Eric. Um, awesome stuff. This this was a lot of fun. I, I think you you filled the pants well here for Tommy. So I, I want to give you an opportunity. Um, you can. Uh, I, I want to hear all about your podcast. I, I tell people where they can find you on Twitter. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Yeah, I've got. Uh, I mean, I am. I'm everywhere. I am at the Bearded DJ. Um, Twitter. I don't do a lot on Twitter besides uh, message O'Rear. Um, uh, Instagram, TikTok, all those places. 
Um, podcasts, I have uh, my new dad, newer dad is my parenting podcast um, with my partner, Dustin. Um, we started in 2018 and only one of us had one child and now we have five children between us. Um, so, you know, the more kids, the more content we get, but I think we're done at this point. Um, and then the other one, I, we just resurrected it and it, this probably isn't the audience for it, but I have a, a podcast about the show friends, um, that we, we, during the pandemic, for whatever reason, we just didn't record and, and we came back last week because of the reunion coming, you know, this week. Um, so we just put out an episode today, uh, talking about the reunion. Um, I'm sure you didn't watch it, Mike. Unfortunately not. I did not. But. Yeah, it's it's not for everybody. It's for diehard fans. And even then, it's like, please just go in with low expectations. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, no, we, we've got a, a melting pot of... I mean, there there isn't a, a large number of listeners. But with that being said, we've got people... I mean, it's like uh, everybody out of the sun. So uh, we a little bit of every, everything for everybody today. Yeah. So. I didn't even say that. It's, uh, so it's called How You Doing a Friends Podcast. Yes, so... Yes, check out this podcast. Um, but yeah, Eric, thank you so much for doing this. This is a lot you know, of fun. I want to come back and I want to talk to Tony because I, you know, I'm I'm also a big ranch fan. Um, my my family used to call me Ken when I was uh, a teenager because uh, I I preferred Ken's ranch dressing on everything. Yes, well now I mean uh, we'll, there will be millions of opportunities. It's a long series. We also got I mean, do you want to come talk about Loki? Like because we got that series coming up and. Uh, yeah, of course, Loki. Yes, yeah, definitely. So, um, and maybe you'll get in that rap party, and uh, if, yeah, maybe. if there is a a, mo- a mochi a mochi um, like spinoff, then I, I just you know I want to be the co-host on that, obviously. Yes, <laughs> love, love it. Um, yeah, so I, I'm gonna wrap up here. We'll, I'll give a couple thank yous to uh, Aaron Robertson who did our music to kick us off, and Ethan Kellum, and uh, he did our artwork. They're both incredible artists in their own right. So check out their social media handles in the show notes. I also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes. Throw us some five-star reviews. It really helps us out. Um, and uh, yeah, look, tell a friend. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, if if you know somebody that's interested in the Bad Badge or, or Loki coming up, tell them about this podcast because uh, word of mouth is, uh, is the best way. So uh, we also have social media handles in the show notes if you want to check those out. We do some wild stuff. A little bit on TikTok. A little bit on Twitter, but we're doing some wild stuff on Instagram too. We got memes and all that fun stuff. So uh, come check us out there at Star Wars Pod. Um, but that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much. And I, I have to nail this because Tommy does it every week. And if he's not here, I got to fulfill the role. But he says, "Bye." Can you give us? Can you? Can you do that, Eric? Bye. <laughs> Perfect. We nailed it.